Hey, Open Arms, so great to have you with us today. Uh, my name is Sean Booth and a pastor here and really excited to be preaching this message today as we're kicking off 2022 with full strength and energy with a new series and a new word and theme for our year. And uh, in recent months, I've been really just praying to God for God to give me a word for my own life. And I do that at the end of every year, beginning for the next year. God, give me a word. Give me a focus. Give me what you are wanting me to focus on for this next year. But also, as the leader of the church, saying, God, what is it that you have for us as a body, as a congregation? What I really felt strongly, the word that God gave me for us as a church is this, is reignite. Reignite. To ignite is to set it on fire. To reignite is to set it on fire again. To cause it to burn again. It is to give something or someone fresh energy and fresh life. And I'm telling you, we need to be reignited. I believe that God wants to give us a fresh fire. He wants to stir up the fire within our hearts and within our souls and within our spirits where he gives us a freshness, a newness, a desire for him like never before where we are hungry for more of Jesus. Do you feel like you need a fresh fire? Do you feel like you need a fresh passion for Jesus? How, how do you feel right now in this moment? Do you feel maybe that your faith and your fire is half on fire, half a light? Do you feel like it's, it's beginning to die? Do you feel like it's maybe, it's still a light with just a flicker of light? Do you maybe feel like it's, it's gone lukewarm, it's neither hot nor cold? Do you feel like it's beginning to die and you need something to set it ablaze again? You need it to be reignited. Think about that for a moment. Think about where you are in your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Think about where you are in life. How would you describe it if you were to describe it as being on fire or needing to be reignited? And here's the question I really want to challenge you in for 2022. Here's the question I want to ask as we begin this new series looking at reignite is this. Do you want a fresh fire? Do you want to receive a fresh fire in your life? Do you no longer want to feel stagnant and dry, feeling stuck, feeling empty, feeling indifferent about life and faith and wondering how I'm going to get through this day and to the next and not seeing truly with a great hope the future that God has for you? Do you want a fresh fire? Because I believe that if you want to experience a reawakening, in your life, if you want to experience a rejuvenation, revitalization, feeling completely reawakened in your life and your spirit, I believe that God wants to give you a fresh fire. I believe that God wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, baptize you with fire, that you have a love for Jesus, a passion for Jesus, an enthusiasm for life, a joy and a strength and a confident hope and a bold faith, for that is what God has for you in 2022. I believe that it's time to burn again. It's time to burn again. 
It's time to walk through life confidently, passionately, knowing that if all else falls and fails around me, the fire that's within me will burn strong and it will burn a light. And I believe that the fire that Jesus wants to reignite inside of you is not a fire that is to be hidden, but a fire that is to be shown, that is to stand out. In fact, Jesus said this in Matthew 5.15, He says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. This is a prayer that our fire will be so evident that it would not be hidden, but the Lord would put it on a stand for all to see that those within your household will see the light inside of you. Those who are your, your, your spouse, your children, your family members, your parents, those who are in your sphere of influence, in your work, in your place of education, in your colleagues, that they would see the fire that is a light in you, then they will know the hope in which you hold on to. And maybe without even ever speaking a word that they would see and know through you that Jesus is alive, that he is true, that he is real. And as that light is on its stand, that the light that shines through you may impact and radiate the lives of others, that it may be infectious, that it may be contagious. It may not just be a light that you hold on to, but it may be a light that spreads and fires right throughout your family, that fires right throughout your friendships, that fires right throughout your entire life. That is what I believe that Jesus has for us this year, this week, this day to reignite your fire because it is time to burn again. We see that John the Baptist, the one who prepared the way for Jesus to come, the cousin of Jesus, he he was in his ministry and he was baptizing people with water and He said these words as people were really asking, is John the Messiah? And he said these words in Luke chapter 3, verse 16. He said, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That Jesus will come to baptize us with fire. Fire is used to purify, to refine, to consume. Fire is used to mold and shape. Fire, really, when you look at the definition of it, fire comes from the word ardor. Ardor is an old English word that's derived from the Latin term, and it means to to have a passion, to have a love. It means to be zealous, to have a fervor, to have an enthusiasm, to have an eagerness and a devotion. And this is what we can learn about Jesus. Jesus has the power to baptize you with fire so that he may purify you, so that he may refine you, so that he may be able to burn away the impurities, the iniquities, the inadequacies that you may face. He's able to purify the imperfections so that you will have a passion, a desire, and a devotion, and a love for Jesus. This is what Jesus has the power to baptize you with his Holy Spirit and with fire. So we see that John the Baptist, he preaches this about Jesus, and Jesus, he walks the earth and we see that right throughout the gospels and his teachings and into the early part of the book of Acts that that Jesus has has died has been resurrected from the grave has walked the earth for 40 days with his disciples and he he says that I'm going to leave you 
with a promise. I'm going to leave you with the gift of the Holy Spirit who will give you a power to empower you that you would not just have a faith, but a faith that is on fire, that you would know that the Holy Spirit is active and living within you. And he says, I'm going to give you this fire. And in Acts chapter 2, we read what happens in this moment in this fire comes from heaven to earth. And 120 of Jesus' followers and disciples, they're gathered together for prayer and worship. I want you to read with me Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. And we're reading in the message translation. It says, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a strong sound like a strong wind. Gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Now watch this. Then, like a wild fire... The Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit and with fire. And what did the wildfire that spread around them, what did they do? It set them ablaze. It transformed them from followers of Jesus, hidden in a room in private worship, to breaking out in praise to breaking out in worship, to worshiping God without restraint, so much so that they boldly walked out onto the streets, they preached the gospel, they led people to Jesus, they baptized people in water, and the fire of God empowered them to, to really set about this fresh movement, had a faith in Jesus, and was the beginning of the early church in which we are still a part of today, the Christian church. The baptism of the Spirit and fire transformed the followers of Jesus to have not just a faith, but a faith that is on fire. It reignited the fire within them for them to burn again. And as I was praying this week and praying for you and writing this message and studying, I really felt in my heart that some of you are hiding away in private worship. Some of you are having your own individual, personal relationships with Jesus. Some of you have been holding your tongue and keeping yourself to yourself. And Jesus wants to baptize you with spirit and with fire. And he wants to set you free. He wants to set you ablaze. And he wants to break you out of your comfort zone. That you will no longer have a private worship, but he will bring it into public. That he will set your light on a stand for your whole home to see and to be set ablaze through you. I believe that some of us need to experience God breaking us out of our comfort zone so that we may step in to the calling that he has for us. Some of us need to take our private faith into public. Some of us need to start beginning to share with what God has given us so that we can grow those around us. If we were to be honest, many of us have been hiding our gifts rather than harnessing with what God has given us. Many of us have been co become comfortable, particularly in these last number of years, where we've become comfortable sitting on the sidelines rather than stepping out of faith and taking risks. Some of us have been so used to our own private, personal relationship, we've forgotten what it is to live in community and to have friendships and actually sharing with what I have, sharing that fire with others. Some of us have got so familiar to living with the faith without action that we're missing out on what God has for us. Some of us have got so used to the dead fire that's within us, we've forgotten about the warmth of the Spirit that we experience when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
And I believe that Jesus wants to reignite your fire. I believe that Jesus wants to set you ablaze. He wants to stir up that faith. And I, I don't say this to condemn or discourage. I say this to encourage you, to stir up your spirit, to reactivate your faith, to live with a faith and awareness that what Jesus has given me is for this moment. I'm to live boldly in my faith, to not to realize that where I am, maybe it's not good enough. That what God has for me, he's got greater for me. He's got more for me. That God wants to stir up within me a hunger for more not more stuff more time more comfort more money more space but he wants to give me a hunger for more of Jesus have a hunger for more of the spirit of God living active in me that I'd step out and I begin living boldly within my faith knowing that Jesus is alive and he's alive in me he wants to reignite your fire he wants you to burn again and you know, God really gave me this word, reignite. Reignite, and specifically for those of us who may have had embers of faith from previous experiences where those embers have not seen much light. For those of us maybe who knew what it used to feel like to step out in God's calling and live in that place of risk and discomfort, Really not knowing what's going to happen next, but a full faith and a confidence that the Lord will always provide. Knowing that I'm truly fulfilling what he has placed in me and living through me. For those of us maybe who had a faith, a previous faith, maybe even from our childhood and the experience of God. And God wants to stir up your faith. He wants to stoke the embers of the fire from old. Not to bring an old faith back, but he wants to reignite it to see a new and a fresh fire rise from the ashes and stir within you to see newness, freshness, and have a desire for more of Jesus in your life. He wants to reignite your spirit. He wants to set you ablaze so that you may burn Again, the question is how? how? How do we see God reignite our faith, reignite our fire? How, how do we experience God set that match a light that it may set ablaze and it may rekindle the fire within us? How do we experience this reawakening, this rejuvenation, this revitalization? How do we see the resurrection of our spirit come alive again where we feel different, where we just seem different, where it just feels like I'm truly burning again? Well, going back to Acts chapter 2 verse 4, we see that the the spirit falls, the wildfire. It says that it spreads amongst the ranks and they begin worshiping in Jesus in different languages and different tongues. And in that day, in fact, this upper room was in the city of Jerusalem and there was a festival taking place. And as the festival was taking place, there was people from different parts of the world and they were coming with their own native tongue and they were walking on the streets and they began hearing others worshiping God in their own native tongue. And people began asking, like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Is God moving? And then others were saying, like, these guys are crazy. They've lost the plot. Are they drinking? And, you know, are they drunk? And Peter, he steps out into the crowd. And he addresses everyone's surprise. And he says these words in Acts chapter 2, verse 14 through 16. He says, everyone, like, calm down. He says, everyone... Uh, they are not drunk, as you suppose, as it's only nine in the morning. He says that they are filled with the Holy Spirit. 
They are filled with the Holy Ghost. They are set ablaze and on fire. And he begins then to preach and share from Joel chapter 2, found in the Old Testament, verses 28 through 32. And he begins to share how Joel had prophesied about the great move of God that would happen. In fact, that he's describing, saying that this great move of God is taking place right now in this moment. And we read in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. These are divine, God-given visions and dreams. Verse 18, even on my servants, both men and women. And the Greek word used for servants is doulos. It means to be devoted. Those who are devoted to God will experience this, both men and women. It's not about sex, age, rank, nothing. It is available for all, for I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. They will boldly speak the word of God in verse 21 and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How do we experience Jesus reignite our fire? How do we experience Jesus give us a new spark that would set out a fresh fire? And this is it. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need a move of God. We need God for the pour out His Spirit upon us and in us that we may experience a move in our minds. Seeing us experience a fresh calmness and peace and assurance. We need Him to move in our relationships, in our marriages, where we experience intimacy and devotion and love and care. We need Him to move in our children and the next generation to see them on fire for Jesus, in love with Jesus. We need to see God move in our family, in our friendships, in our workplaces, in our places of education, amongst our, our, our colleagues and our community. We need God to move in us. And here's what's key. As God moves in us, the purpose is to point others to Jesus. The purpose of a move of God is always to point people to Jesus. That it may be a fire that spreads. It may be contagious. It may move us in such a way to live a life that it's on fire for Jesus that others may experience life change through Jesus Christ. That is the vision and mission of our church. That's not just our church as a corporate body, but each individually in our own lives and our own relationships. And in verses 22 to 36, Peter begins addressing the crowd and he preaches the gospel. And he explains to them how Jesus is the Messiah. That he is the one who has come to bring salvation to all mankind. And he says that you too can experience life change. You too can experience the baptism of the Spirit and of fire. And in verse 37, the response of the crowd and the individuals is this. They say, they, it says that they are moved to the heart. They are cut to the heart and they ask the question, what shall we do? The same question that we may all have. It's great to hear a great sermon. It's great to have our faith stirred up. But the question that we need to ask as we're moved from our heart is, what shall we do? How, how can we do this? How can we apply this? How can we see this lived out in our life? Well, Peter says these words in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Firstly, repent. Change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it. That's the Amplified Translation. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of 
and the release from your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Breaking it down very practically, how can we experience God reignite the fire within us? Firstly, is repent. To repent. To repent of our sins, to confess our sins. To repent is to reconsider your life and to change your direction. To repent is to press the reset button again. Say, God, I am sorry. I come to you. I turn to you. Will you forgive me? I know so many of you are like, I've pressed that reset button so many times. It must be broken at this stage. But the great thing about God is His mercies are new every morning, every day. When you come to Him with all of your your wrongdoings and your sin and the feelings of shame and guilt and you say, God, I am sorry. I come to you. You can start afresh. You can receive His forgiveness. Maybe it means today that you need to reset your habits. You need to reset your disciplines. You may need to reset your thinking and the way that you think. You need to reset certain areas in your life by repenting and coming to God. Maybe you've been failing in certain areas in your devotion, failing and just continuing on in what God has given you, the responsibility as a father, as a husband, as a mother, as a wife, as a is someone within your workplace with a career and you've got a great responsibility on your shoulders that you will come to God and God, would you help me? I, I repent. I can't do this without you. I surrender to you. And you start afresh. You start and you repent. And secondly, is re-release. We release, as Peter says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of and the release from your sins. Jesus forgives you. Once you repent of your sins and you receive his salvation, he, he forgives you. Now we need to be released from our sins. We need to know truly the freedom of Jesus Christ, for Christ has set us free. Jesus forgives you, but you need to come up to a place where you forgive yourself. Where you release your sins. You say, that is not me anymore. I am a new creation. I am a new man. I am a new woman. You see, repentance and releasing goes hand in hand. We need to repent of our sins and we need to be released from our sins. We need to receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and believe that we are forgiven. Maybe you need a release. Maybe for some people in your life who have been really causing you to be negative or dragging you back or holding you back and you need to be released from those relationships so you can step in truly having a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you need to be released from some patterns of thinking, some rabbit holes that you keep going down that are destructive in your life and you need to be set free and released from them. Maybe you need to be released from listening to certain things, whether music, podcasts, from watching certain entertainment that just keeps thwarting your thinking, causing you to, to think in such a way that is destructive. Maybe you need to be released from the habit that trips you up and keeps bringing you back into that place of sin. We need to be released. Think about now in this, this moment. What do you need to be released from? As you make that decision, I'm going to repent of my sins. I'm going to be released from my sins. Now think, what are the certain areas that you need to be released from? The certain people and relationships. The certain places you need to stop going. The temptations you need to stop going back to. The habits that you need to break off. Who do you need to text today to say, I'm actually stepping away from this relationship? Where do you need to make a decision that I'm never going back there? 
What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to remove from your home so that it would not be a temptation that you keep coming back to? That you live a life of repentance and being released so you're not keep going back into the circle that draws you back in. Repent, release, and here's what's final, receive. Receive the transformational power of the Holy Spirit. Receive Exactly what the disciples experienced in that moment as the wildfire spread throughout their ranks. It spread throughout their room. You see, the disciples, as they were gathered together, some of them were hiding away and out of fear of what may happen to them, what, may, what had happened to Jesus, that they too would be made an example of. We see that some are, are already bold and waiting to, to set out and some are feeling alone and abandoned and isolated. Some are just waiting for God to move in them so that they can step out. And all of them are just waiting for God to release to them the Holy Spirit that they may receive. How about you today? Do you, do you feel like that? Do you feel in that place where you're waiting to receive? You're waiting for the Holy Spirit. You're waiting for God to move. Do you feel that you've become isolated? alone, abandoned, where it just has felt like it's just you and Jesus. And even with that, you're feeling like you're not hearing from him. I want to encourage you to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, for he is ready to pour out his spirit upon you today. And all that we need is willing people, willing men and women to say, God, I'm repenting of my sins. I am releasing myself from those areas in my life and releasing and receiving your forgiveness. And I want to receive the transformational power of Jesus Christ. Because you know what happened in that moment? Many of those disciples believed that that was the end when really it was only the beginning. Many believed that this then not knowing what was going to happen, but yet without knowing that they were on the precipice of a breakthrough within their lives. That they would not only experience transformational power within them, that they would see the world, the very world that they knew, transformed, changed, and marked forever. And I believe that Jesus wants to reignite your fire. That means that starting here, Starting now, I believe that through Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, you can experience a miracle in your life. Think about that right now. Where do you need God to perform a miracle? Where do you need God to move within you? Do you need him to move within your marriage to restore it? Do you need him to move within your children to see them brought back to faith and brought back to Jesus? Do you need God to move within you? To truly be able to fall pregnant and have the children that you've so desired. Do you need God to provide for you in your career to set you out in a path, a path where you're truly fulfilling the desires of your heart? Do you need God to move where he sets you free from the emotional and the mental trauma that you've been holding on to and not being able to think clearly? Do you need God to remove from you the shame and the guilt and perform freedom within you? Think about that right now. Where do you need God to move? And if you will, would you just close your eyes with me now for a moment? And would you be so willing to receive the power of the Holy Spirit? To receive the baptism of His Spirit and the baptism of fire. And if you're willing with me right now, within your heart, under your breath, say these words, Jesus, I want to receive more of you. Reignite my fire.
Burn me up again. Give me a fresh fire. Give me a passion that I may burn for you. If you're with me as well, just keeping your eyes closed, you say these words as me. Maybe these words as you press reset, as you repent of your sin, you follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior and just say, Jesus, I give you my life. Right now, just say, Jesus, change me. I repent of my sin. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your Holy Spirit. Change my life from now until forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, as you make that prayer and you make that declaration, believing that I'm giving my life to Jesus, I want to encourage you. That is such an important decision, whether you're making it for the first time or the hundredth time. We at Open Arms, our heart and our vision is to see people experience life change, but to walk it out with you. And so I'd love for you right now in this moment just to go to our website, openarms.ie. You'd see the link, Get Connected. Very simple connect card. Fill those details out. And we're going to invite you to what we call Next Steps. It's a once a month class that happens with myself and some of our team on Zoom. It's on the first Wednesday of every month. And we just love to hear your story. Hear what God is doing in you, but also share with what we have for you and to help you and build a relationship with you and help get you plugged into a life-giving church and into relationships so that you would not just see the reignited, your fire for a moment for the rest of your life. I'm praying that God will continue to move in you. Reignite your passion. Reignite your fire. Reignite your faith for it is time to burn again. Let me pray for you today as we finish. I pray may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you his peace this week and in 2022. In Jesus' name, amen.